I've been dropping like beats and I can't have my seat and I got all this stuff in my pants. It's full. I poop my pants. Maybe those rings movies just came out and you're not the land of middle earth. If you'll be a late to see, then take a moment and listen to the IFNC podcast. Welcome to episode 133 of the IFNZ podcast. I am your host justin harris and with me is your host shad schubert how are you shad schubert i'm the people's host yes you are you are the people's host you're the people's champion and i fucking love you for it <laughs> thanks i love you too what have you been up to these days oh i've been doing uh stuff things that's good me too yeah i uh i've got uh well you know we're, we're in the middle of a a kind of uh streak of shows with the can't get rights yeah that's been good that's been a good time um, you have shows cleared through July. Uh, yeah, we take we've got like two. No, uh, I couldn't remember when it goes July. to. We've got we've got uh, shows coming up through mid June, and then we take two weeks off, and then we've got a Fourth of July show on. I think the third of July, technically, it's on the Fourth of July weekend, right? Um, and then uh, we're still booking past that at the moment. But then I just uh, got word recently that I'm going to be playing some solo shows, uh, doing some farmers market gigs. Nice, uh, which are all like. It's just kind of I don't you wouldn't really call it volunteer. I don't know what you call it. Uh, you. You, did paid. it you did it in Carbondale's, didn't you, before? Yeah, and they weren't those were like a those were a different kind of thing or like an artsy kind of fair thing that was going on. But right. this is like the actual like the farmers market in Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. Um it's early. I start playing at eight in the morning. Mm. Eight in the morning. You're lucky that it's not like six thirty when they start or some shit. Right. <laughs> right. Uh but yeah, so I'm I'm excited about that. I'm trying to get into uh like what does I haven't played a solo show since those like art things. Yeah, yeah. Uh so it's been a couple years. Uh so it's like, okay, what am I into now? What am I looking at? What songs do I want to do? I do a lot of covers of like weird not weird stuff cuz that sounds like I'm into like crazy, but like I like pop songs and and doing like yeah. acoustic renditions of that. Like I've a always bit had outside of the norm yeah. from what you would typically get from an acoustic yeah. artist. Anyways, like when we were playing like apples and hand grenades mm-hmm. together, like if I would open, I do like Umbrella by Rihanna and yeah. like I kissed a girl with by Katy Perry and just like I do stuff like that. So that's kind of the the realm. And so I've been actually digging back into that old catalog because those mm-hmm. songs are what ten years old now, if not more, more, more. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, oh, okay, like those will be fun to pull out again because they they're kind of throwbacky at this point. Yeah. And then I've been uh really excited about um the like, potential. Hell, I think for... that Katy Perry album came out in like 2008. Yeah. So it's been a bit. Yeah. Even it's been a minute, been a hot minute, been one hot minute. Uh. So those are the, those are cool. So um, you know, to our audience and to you, if there's like any songs that you think, oh, that would be interesting to hear a an acoustic kind mm-hmm. of folk esque rendition of something. Uh, hit me up at Chad Schubert and let me know uh, what a good tune might be. I'm always thinking of stuff. I noted down uh, that, you know, that song, uh, I'm Real, that uh, J-Lo and Ja Rule mm-hmm. song. I was like, I would, I'd like to do an acoustic version of that. That might be fun. Who's going to be your, are you going to be J-Lo or Ja Rule? It's going to be both. You're going to be both? Yeah. Are you going to do that? Yeah. 
And I was going to do it like my voice. I wasn't going to like both of them. I'm not doing imitations. It was just. It would be cool if you tried to do like an imitation, a, a <laughs> slight imitation of like your normal voice could be jaw rolls, but then you're like this when I'm jaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not really the kind of thing I do. It'd be cool. <laughs> I'd be, I don't think you realize how cool. But it I'm going to hit you up in the DMs. I'm going to let you know how cool that is later, just when you're not <laughs> thinking about it. That would be that At would be Chad super Schubert. Cool. You know what? Uh, I haven't told you this. What exists currently, because I because I, I haven't been working it quite yet. But guess what is back? I I I brought back from the dead. Who was that? Shadschubert.com. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. We can plug Shadschubert.com. It uh, it exists. Uh, it's what not for? been updated. Uh, really, for the music side of things. Okay. To do that, I've I've been trying to figure out uh, some. I've been doing a lot of like writing pro like prose would be like a novel, right? Like that's yeah. not. But uh, like stories, I've been writing stories and getting ideas more together. And recently purchased like a a uh, a story writing class, uh, like the where you have like all these lessons and stuff. And I was like, oh, that would be fun. Like a really a master's class. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. What of the what's the big expensive one? Is it called master class? Master class. Yeah, not one of those. That's uh, the one where you like you you're uh, you get taught creative writing from jj abrams yeah. or some shit you know yeah. what i mean like it's somebody like big they're, teaches you stuff. they're not as ridiculously expensive as i thought they were they it's have like, like some, 100 bucks for a year or something like that they have some of those classes that you can take like for free as well on masterclass i think oh i gotcha yeah but uh but no this was like 30 bucks and yeah. it had like screenwriting and fiction writing it had like all these different like side venues of it but uh, you know, based on some conversations that we've talked about, that mm-hmm. I don't feel like we probably are privy to release quite yet. Yeah. Uh, maybe that that thing, that creative writing thing, maybe isn't necessarily a shadschubert.com uh, joint. Maybe not all specifically. Of it. I'm uh, sure there's stuff that probably would fill out more. Yeah. Over there, but we're brewing. Yeah. We're brewing some ideas, folks. Yeah. Stay tuned for brew. We got some brew. What have you been up to? Uh, not a whole lot of stuff right now, like personally, other than just packing and things like yeah. that. We're going to be new digs, uh, new digs. We're going to be moving Tay. in July. It sounds like, um, we found a, a new place that we're going to be renting out and, uh, landlord's super, super cool. He's going to let us, uh, do pretty much whatever we want to, to the house. Honestly. Yeah. Um, talked about to you, um, and now to the listeners about mm-hmm. probably, changing down the basement and stuff depending on the cost that's associated with sex it, dungeon to making it a uh, half sex dungeon half podcasting arena yes i'm gonna call it an arena <laughs> yes please. that sounds more intense i'm gonna make paint fake crowds behind yes. it's for our, our band of humans band we, of humans yes yeah there um, were so many ideas from that that last week's episode mm-hmm. That I, I've got like a notepad actually open on my computer. Mm-hmm. of just like shit we were talking about last week. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, that was a pretty good idea. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah. That's pretty good. And like, I just like <laughs> started just listing everything. Yeah. Yeah. We're just uh, getting everything packed away. You can see parts of the room are kind of packed away. Some yeah. of it posters are gone. Uh, the closet's completely gutted out, basically. And then uh, all the stuff that had like the retro games and stuff over there in the corner is gone. And, mm-hmm. Um, just slowly but surely kind of working on different things. Yeah, you're not like on a super time crunch. You got a whole nother month before you have to do it. So it's kind of nice that you can kind of leisurely pack instead of being like, oh, fuck pack. Yeah. Hiring movers as well, too. Oh, yeah. Um, we've already got that pretty much set in way. We'll have to pay them day of basically. But, um, we've already got that kind of set up too. So 
That'll be the first time I've ever used movers, so I've never, I don't really know how that goes. Yeah, I don't know either. I've always moved my shit. Yeah. Uh, like, it grows every time you move, though. Yeah, That's and there's sure. just so much more exponentially, you know, not just Betty stuff, but we've had a big, we've got a much larger bed now than what we had before. Yeah. Um, new couches that are a little bit heavier than the ones that we had before yeah. and stuff like that, too. Like when we initially moved in here, the couch that we had um, was the oldest couch, which we ended up giving to UGC. Mm-hmm. They had it like out in their little like foyer oh, area kind okay. of a thing as just like a little sitting area. And because it came apart and it was like multiple pieces and they ended up just kind of segmenting yes. it out and whatnot up there. But that couch was ours. And then we ended up getting another set before we got these. Mm-hmm. Those got too old and whatnot. But yeah, just if a you, lot of packing, moving. And you stuff don't have like that. to say words, but uh, and by words, I mean figures. But movers expensive. Um, how does that work? It depends on who you get and how long. It's okay. basically what it is. Typically, it seems like you're roughly like the cheaper movers would be somewhere between the neighborhood of like 100 to 150 per hour. Oh, okay, gotcha. So it just depends on who you get and where you get from. We yeah. were quoted at one place. Um, they were going to quote us like I think it was like four something for like three hours mm-hmm. worth of work. Um, we ended up finding. Which I don't. Know, I mean, it's not a big deal. The person that the group that we found. Um, they're a newer startup group for movers and stuff in the area, but every review that we've seen from them has been really good. Nice. Um, nothing negative, honestly, at all that I've seen about it at all online. And uh, they're going to be moving us. And it was, I think it's three or four hours that we have them for, and it's only going to end up being 250. And the reason being is because we have a U-Haul company that works uh, out of uh, DuCoin since we're moving in there. Uh-huh. And if we rent the U-Haul, the U-Haul's cost is only like 50 bucks for like eight hours or so, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to help us basically pack everything in there. They'll either drive the U-Haul or we will and then take it up there. And they were like, well, if you're going to provide the vehicle and because that was initially going to be like three, something it was like, if you're going to provide the vehicle, we can cut you a deal for like two fifty instead. And that way I just cut cool. the costs associated with it. Yeah. He was just like, you know, I think he said 300 initially. And he told me, he's like, honestly, he said, I'll just cut you even be a better deal because it's, we're still just kind of getting started. And he said, and this is just helping us out kind of get footing and whatnot. So we'll, as a extra little bonus, we'll just do it for two fifty. Nice. So yeah, Very something cool. around there for that. And yeah. I, mean, I, I feel like it's worth it just because, I mean, it's a lot of stress that we don't have to worry about trying to get things right. in situated. So how it's going to work is basically we're going to have everything in boxes. Everything's going to be labeled into what room is going to go where and stuff like that. They're going to pack it in Tetris style. And then when we get the house, they're going to unpack it and throw it in whatever room we need to put it in. Nice. Yeah. Huh. It's pretty cool. I dig it. I'm excited for you. New new things are always exciting. Yeah. So a, a new new crib. Is as the kids say. Speaking of new things, I want to talk to you about this fucking sweet tooth trailer. <laughs> I almost cried. You did? I did. It is very it was very sweet, honestly. Yeah. I mean not 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 because uh, sweet tooth. That was some pun right there. Yeah. I wasn't meaning that pun, honestly. But yeah, you I mean, haven't pun with me. I'm about I'm punning around. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm up on pun street, punning around. I don't know what that means. I'm just I'm just saying words now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sweet it, tooth. It was very, very uh, emotional. This is something that you shared with me. Mm-hmm. 
um, that you like was like, Hey, Jeff Lemire should be, and could be potentially up your alley. Yeah. You should check out his shit. I think it was, I thought it was kind of shitty that they didn't say his name on the thing anywhere in there, mm. like creative anything or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. And it, I didn't realize it says it was based on a novel based from DC. I mean, DC publishes. Okay. That vertigo book. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, then why didn't they put vertigo under there instead of <laughs> well, the, vertigo is not a thing really. anymore. So oh, yeah, that makes vertigo is collapsed. So, so they've got a kind of, yeah. If P, if they put vertigo, somebody goes and looks for vertigo. They're like, this doesn't exist. It's technically a black I don't label pop book. Up on there and just say from the mind of Jeff Lemire. Yeah. I don't think he has that, that kind of a name yet in the, I don't either, but wide it world. should be because he's fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this will be the test is like, yeah, people will find out how, if like, is, is, jeff lemire hot when it comes to mm-hmm. this kind of thing because then he's got all kinds of properties that are kind of creator own sure. things that he's done it's like well what do we do next do we do a royal city do we do um do we uh go down the world of um what is him and scott snyder did oh uh ad um yeah. you know do what what do we do next that's in there do we do more of a uh an essex county kind of really like grounded type situation <laughs> Um, there's all kinds of worlds you could go into lost yeah. dogs um so if he's a hot commodity if sweet tooth hits yeah i bet you'll see a lot more jeff lemire mm-hmm. in the in the mainstream yeah even if it's not just mainstream just having his stuff like something like essex county could make a really awesome just like indie series oh, if yeah. it's like a mini series or something like that or just like a film if they wanted to do like uh-huh. a film adaptation of it or something to that effect yeah that could make it easily turn into something like that yeah because it's kind of i mean it's just a it's a it's a story of a town and mm-hmm. like a in in rural canada like it's mm-hmm. it's just it's not a coming of age story yeah it's nothing crazy there's no like giant plot it's no. just it's just some like nice it's almost you could do a documentary actually yeah. essex county as like a documentary series or something things uh to. things about the trailer that i liked personally mm-hmm. i thought the uh the actual like uh cgi or whatever was really well done yeah from whenever you first see the babies and they, they introduce them like Absolutely. we call them hybrids you know yeah. and you first see them um it, it looked super well yes. done um gus looks awesome uh-huh love these wearing plaid uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> i love that plaid uh, big man seems like it's going to turn out being really cool too. Yes. What was he in before we talked about Artemis Fowl? Artemis he was Fowl. Butler. Yeah, he was the Butler guy. Yeah. Okay. So I never watched Artemis Fowl. The yet. Butler guy named Butler. That's but, just named his, Butler. His even. Name Butler. Yeah. yeah. I am Butler. Butler. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I thought the the kid twist was cool. Like, mm-hmm. like it looks like they they've added to this mm-hmm. uh, in a way that, and I've I've been I've followed a lot of stories closely, obviously when you get into genre world, like you, you read a full series or you read whatever it is and you're kind of like, Oh, I know the story. Mm-hmm. And then when they do an adaptation right. into a movie or a series, you kind of go, that's just not how I pictured it was going to be. Yeah. And more often than not, that's the thing. True. But this was like, it mm-hmm. was like, Oh, that's added, but it was elevated. Right. And I was like, I was so happy with that. Yeah. I feel that way here and there hit or miss with specific things about like the boys. Okay. Whenever I watched that first season of The Boys, there was a lot of it that I was, I mean, everything character costume wise yeah. played off really well, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Huey wasn't the Huey like that I was picturing because, I mean, the, the whenever, um, I, don't, I can't think of his name. What's his name? The writer. Oh, War, is it Warren Ellis? No. No. It's uh, Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis. Yeah. It, whenever Garth Ennis 
created the character, it was specifically meant and designed after Simon Pegg because he watched the old television shows that he was in yeah. um, back in the day and like loved that character. And basically it was just like, Hey, do you mind if I kind of use your, we use your likeness for this. And that's kind of really like, it was like a Scottish version of Simon Pegg was really kind of what you were yeah. led to believe, which is cool because you know, uh, it's not really spoilers. Simon Pegg is also in the series for the boys, but and he's he is, also Scottish. He is not, he is, he is putting on the best, American accent I've ever heard him do, and it's awesome because he is Huey's father. I see in that, and it's really cool how his role kind yeah. of comes into there with it. But um, yeah, that that takes certain liberties with it as well. Um, that kind of go a little bit outside of it, knowing the boys so well, being so freshly, you know, like read off of right. it, and then going into that first series, I was like, it's cool that they took this spin with it and stuff like that. And I could I could see them easily doing that with some of the stuff in Sweet Tooth as well, but. It's it's kind of more along the lines of like this is everything I imagined it would yeah. be. You know, it's cool seeing the hybrids. It's cool seeing uh, what's the girl's name with the pig nose? Oh, uh, Wendy. Wendy. Yes. Yeah. It so it's Wendy. cool seeing Wendy. Like you actually saw like a little baby. What might be Wendy? I guess. Yeah. Anyway, you don't know. I guess it could be somebody else. Could be yeah. somebody else. But I'm I'm sure there's probably more more pig, pig hybrids pig than girls. what we think. Yeah. <laughs> out there. Absolutely. But yeah, it's really cool seeing Gus in person. Cool seeing. Uh, uh, cool seeing the big man. His dad being Will Forte was really awesome. Yeah. I like a I like a somber Will Forte. Yeah, I didn't know if I would enjoy that or not, but it was like he's he seems like he's going to make the perfect dad character. Honestly, yeah. when it's that, and I was like, I know what's coming for that dad character. I'm gonna be real <laughs> sad when all this was <laughs> episode <and> two. <laughs> basically, I was just like, this is gonna be real sad because I love Will Forte, and if he's gonna be Gonzoville, then I don't know. With a, with a name like Will Forte, I'm assuming that we're going to get a lot of flashbacks, a lot of memories of mm-hmm. his father, and like kind of going into that a lot more, uh, yeah. even after the inevitable will happen with right. that. Dr. Singh looks great too. Like yeah. it was like spot on to like a comic book adaptation. Like right. looks, they gave him the same hairstyle and everything too, uh-huh. which I thought was like super awesome. Um, slightly different approach with the the bad guy, the villain. Yeah. I wish I we can't remember his yeah. name right off the top of it. General could, bad guy. But he was bald, I believe, right? Bald yeah. and sometimes wore a hat and then had the thick glasses you never saw yes, his eyes. He did. You're right. But in the in this we see he's also wearing hat glasses, big beard and stuff like that. Yeah. Looks extra. Maybe menacing. bald. Maybe also, bald. Maybe still bald. Maybe still bald. Who knows? Uh, thick gave glasses. Him, gave him the big beard. Got a big old beard. I'm cool with that. And looks that's, cool. Uh, he looks extra menacing. That's uh Sarsgard. Uh oh. One of the scars guards? No, not one of them. Oh, the other one. I thought you said the scars guards. Yeah, it's, 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 his last name is Sarsgard, but yeah. but not. I know who you're one talking of those. About. He's the one that's in like Garden State. Mm-hmm. He's married to Maggie Gyllenhaal, maybe. I think so. Life. If I'm, uh, if, if I remember my right. how things work. Um, yeah. Uh, I was thoroughly surprised by this, though. I'm excited to see yes. where the directions that it goes with. Are we? to believe do you think this is going to last more than one season or do you think they're going to try and do like a we're just going to do a one-off like this is eight episodes front to back we're going going to fucking alaska or there's alaska yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well he says oregon in the in the trailer well i think they go they go i mean it's kind of a road trip story right yeah like they're because i remember they don't know that they're going to alaska at the beginning of the story Because they go to the wherever that dam is. The dam is. Yeah. Is the dam in Oregon or was that? I thought Maybe. that was in a Dakota. I distinctly remember them taking about one of the Dakotas in the comics, though. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. I don't the remember. dam thing was that. That's going to be awesome to yeah. see, too. I'm think, so excited about everything in this I think whole this thing. is long, and I think that they're really going to build up the front end of the story. I think we're going to see a lot more about what happened to the world because 
Sweet Tooth is very, uh, it's very just kind of confined to those characters and how they work. And we don't really see how the hybrids affected the whole world. Yeah. And um, I, th- I think we've even mentioned it before when we're, when we're talking is that we don't know what the rest of the world looked like. Yeah. We just know about what happens around Gus kind of. Yeah. True. Plus, it's cool because, I mean, as this is a road trip story and we we love a good road trip story Absolutely. personally anyways, it's going to be awesome to see this journey from start to finish and kind of going along with. Them. Yeah, obviously, it's all centered around Gus and Big Man. Yeah. And everybody that they kind of pick up along the way. Yeah. But it's going to be cool to see this centerpiece, like what the what state this world is actually mm-hmm. in in a visual style. Yeah, I didn't. Did you see the poster? I didn't actually see the poster until no, after the that's cool yeah until i guess after the trailer came out they must have posted all that and stuff the other on thing that if this hits big not only can they continue the story all the way through to the end and spread it out we got it we've got an entire time gap from the time that the mm-hmm. the true story ends to where the epilogue is of of everything that they could continue to tell stories in in that form uh of of the sweet tooth world and everything with the hybrids I kind of building he, their land. The, Stephen Abbott, that's the character, right? Abbott, that sounds familiar. That's the the bad guy with the glasses. Oh, I okay. So I'm pretty yeah. sure, right? Yeah. General Stevens Abbott. Stephen Abbott. Stevens Abbott. Stephen Abbott. It's not a Sarsgard. It is Neil Sondland's. Oh, well, then who am I thinking of? I don't know. Who's. Uh, I didn't see it. I was trying to scroll through and see if I could find him, but I was just looking at There's James Brolin's in it. I didn't Jimmy? see Jimmy Brolin. I didn't see him in the. <laughs> old Jim Brolin. I didn't see him in the uh, in the trailer. Um, I guess, yeah, but I it, his his uh, thing does not have a name underneath it. So I'm assuming He's an it's unannounced meant to be un, uncredited. You're not supposed to know who he is yet. I'm not. Um, I'm gonna keep it hush hush. Yeah. What's interesting is that so super pumped for this. It comes out in June. June fourth. June fourth. So fucking crazy so, so soon. Close. Uh, so close to it all. Uh, and is, this comes out on the thirty first. Uh, sure. I don't know. You're looking at the calendar. Number. Yeah, yeah. Thirty first will be this episode, so <laughs> we're looking at yeah Friday. Yeah, this comes out Friday. Absolutely, and it got announced this week, which yeah. would be uh, the twenty fourth. But so, kind of tying on to that. Well, oh, before I go into my next thing, um, this I feel like as of right now, I feel so much better about it, even than Umbrella Academy. Yeah, Lock and Key mm-hmm. or October Faction, which are kind of three books that I read the comics right. of the, the things came out all under Netflix. Um, I lock and key. I thought was really well done. Yeah. But was nowhere in comparison to the comic. Right. And I, I, I agree with that going in, but I are not going in, but after everything was said and done. Yeah. But going in, I was probably about the same level as I am with this. Really? Yeah. I think I'm, so. I'm at like a million percent higher on this. Yeah. I don't know why I'm just so excited for it. Yeah, um, I don't, and, I, I don't know what it was about Lock and Key that did it for me because I started reading it really on a whim. We hadn't talked about it right. beforehand. I had suggested because it was like essential comics you need to read oh, on yeah. Comicsology, and the first volume was there. And I was like, this seems cool. I like Lovecraftian type things right. or whatever because it says Welcome to uh, whatever craft. Um, Lovecraft. That's is that the, that's mm-hmm. the name in Manchester or Massachusetts? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was just like, cool, maybe this is Lovecraftian. And I read the story and I was just like, I'm fucking instantly yeah. hooked. I just dived right in with both feet. And I was just like, this is super good. And I was, I was the same way with Sweet Tooth too. So yeah. I was like, I guess if I'm thinking of it that way, yeah. I was kind of about the same way. October Faction was a really, I, I never read that yet. I didn't feel like they did a good job of 
paralleling that story. They really took a lot of creative freedoms to make the story bigger in the TV show. And it just didn't work the way that the the uh, uh, comic read. And then Umbrella Academy is such a unique story in the comic itself. Yeah. Like the way it's told, the visuals of it, the artist and everything. It's almost like Umbrella Academy is more or less a visualistic. I mean, the writing is there and it's good. Absolutely. But it's, especially whenever you read, just for example, just that first volume. Yeah. It's it's more about a lot of visuals than it is. I mean, the yeah. story is there, yeah. But I that mean, it's more of the artwork is what it's about, really. Yeah. It seems like they're they're telling more of the story through the artwork a lot of times than they do through the actual yeah. dialogue. Yeah. So is that Gabriel Ba? Yeah, Gabriel Ba did the did that. Did that yeah. Art. Yeah. So then, and that's so something about that TV show just doesn't quite handle those characters the way that that artwork does. Sure. And so I love that story. Mm-hmm. You know, if I were to rank those three, if we're kind of talking about indie tech titles that yeah. Netflix has taken on already, I would put Lock and Key first, and then I would go Umbrella Academy. I don't know. Do you think that Umbrella if they Academy did, first? if they did, mm-hmm. instead of the adaptation of Umbrella Academy that we have now, which I do love, sure. Um, if they did it instead of this former medium, if they did it as like an animated series, yes. do you think that would have performed better for you in your Absolutely. mind? Absolutely. Because they could have played off of his art style. It might not yeah. have been him doing the art, yeah. obviously, but somebody could have been like, I'm going to do an animation like this. Yeah, because you of could imagine, because it can get bloody, it can get gory. It's yeah. not overly crude and rude, like verbally. There's not like cr- a lot of cursing and stuff. And to where it almost would be, what? who's the the Samurai Jack guy? Yeah. Like it almost like that style where like that it Jenny can get, yeah. Chermanovsky like, or whatever. Yeah, like it can get pretty brutal mm-hmm. uh and but not it can, like primal yeah like yeah that gets very brutal yeah <laughs> it, and even like even on the primal side but like yeah. there's nothing there's nothing crude about like there's not language and and anything like that it's not your typical family guy adult cartoon it's really more on like the there's violence and mm-hmm. there's blood and and stuff like that and that would have been pretty cool i think to see in a, a motion version of that but yeah they did what they did so they also announced, and I can't believe that this is all kind of coming together. This is all like a Netflix central like little block here. Yeah. Uh, they also have what's called Geeked Week on Netflix. Okay. That's coming uh, June 7th through the 11th. Okay. And they're going to make a bunch of announcements from what I understand. Okay. Uh, we're talking about Master of the Universe Revelations oh, so Kevin like Smith. Potentially like release dates or something to that effect. I'm, I'm assuming release dates and maybe probably trailers, trailers yeah. for all this stuff. Cool. So Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe Revelations, yeah. which they showed some stills recently, and that looks pretty good. Is the tie-in comic out yet, or any of the tie-in volumes? Tie-in comes out June, I think. No, maybe it's July is the first issue. Okay, of it. It's it's and dark. I know it's supposed dark to be technically like a prequel, like leading up to that. It's a it yeah. was it's a story gap. It's July story gap between what was the end of the initial animated yes. series to where we pick up Correct. with this and that's yep. kind of our bridge because i ordered uh nice. i ordered the first issue of it did uh, kevin write that yes he co-wrote cool uh, co-wrote uh but i got the mike mcnola cover like the like hellboys mike yeah. mcnola he did a, a cover variant of it and it looks awesome i bet it does um and i'm not even steals, a big He-Man the steals that i've seen from it look really good because it's all the same animation team that did castlevania yes yes and uh, that show is fucking phenomenal as far as that goes yeah. its final season just came out i haven't got to watch it yet, oh really i've heard good things they uh they're also evidently have an, un- an announcement on umbrella academy season three cool it's gonna be in this the sandman mm. announcements coming for that 
Uh, if I, if trailer happens, <laughs> semen will flow. <laughs> uh, Lucifer, uh, which season six, uh, is I it think, five like, B five B. Oh, cause that's cause what they they did, the eight and B did. Aren't it. they doing a six or now officially? Six? I maybe think that's what they said. Maybe five B's already dropped. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think don't follow. So it. I think five is wrapped now. Okay. Basically it's done. And then they were supposed to be done, done. And they were going to potentially, I think, shop around at one point in time to another network for a six. Because Netflix was done with season. five. They were going to. But then they ended up picking it back up. And I'm pretty okay. sure this is six. I'll have to ask Mandy because she's watched all that of it. I'm quit. pretty sure. Yeah. It's just, it's found a home wherever it can possibly one, fucking find a home. One place will <laughs> shut it down and then they'll just, well, well, we'll just shop it somewhere else. Right. Um, and then The Witcher, new, new announcements season for The two. Witcher. Yeah. And then The Cuphead Show. Yes, I forgot I, that they were doing that. I did too. I'm excited for this because that style of it's not going to be that same exact style of animation as what the video game is, but I know it's kind of playing off of that. That game is just so it's a phenomenal game because it's essentially just a boss rush. You know what I mean? Did you ever play it at mm-hmm. all? It's basically just a boss rush game, kind of like if you were going to play Mega Man and all you were going to do was just being like dropped into fighting bosses one oh. after another after another. I don't think I'd like that. It has a lot of level-based stuff, but most of your stuff is kind of boss rush. And it's very difficult because you only have so many hits that you're allotted and whatnot. So it's a lot of people said it's like an action-adventure version of like Dark Souls kind of in a way. I see. Like that kind of a mm-hmm. format, like a side-scrolling shoot 'em up but yeah, Cuphead Mugman, I'm excited for that. That sounds really good. I didn't see this at first, but there's okay. some little things down at the bottom. Little tiny boys. also mentioned that they will be covering announcements for Resident Evil. Ooh, yeah. They, they, uh, the animated series, I'm assuming. Yeah. That's coming to Netflix. They have, a, they have the one that they're shooting for the new movies, too, I believe. Right? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I so, think that they said they had to do a reshoot or something. I don't like know what, what all that entails. Cool. Um, Sweet Tooth is down there. Interesting. Okay. That there's going to be news and interest and in stuff this well, past the release, past the release. So they already greenlit. A they probably two. have, and they're probably going to say, "Hey, there's more for you guys that like this." That'd be cool. Um, and then Cowboy Bebop, sick. Uh, are, are they doing a live action? Oh, a live action. This is live action. They already have oh. cast for who's playing Spike too. It's uh, I know nothing about Cowboy. I Bebop. think it is one of the guys from Harold and Kumar. I think I said Harry it. Styles. Uh, is it John Cho? John Cho is from Harold, Harold Kumar. Kumar. Yeah. I think it's him. I think yeah. he's playing Spike, who would be the main character. I see. If I'm not mistaken, I like John if Cho. I read that right. He's good people. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked for that, too. I, I hopefully the music, I mean, the story behind it and everything is phenomenal in and of itself. But the play that it does with the music is really just what that makes where it, it brings it home. It It's just so good how everything is just so thematic with it. And it plays through with it so well. Like that is definitively like one of the best OSTs that you could possibly ever own. The I music on that is just amazing. Huh. And then uh, also and so much more. Oh, I, I'm I've heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Geek to Week uh is gonna be the big thing. I don't that is nuts because Geek to Week is basically leading up to what will be my Geek to Week with E3 coming up. Oh, is E3 right behind that? Yeah, basically. I gotcha. Which leads me to believe is there anything from E3 or any kind of games or anything that's coming up that you have been kind of levitating to want to know more about? Who? Um gosh. I'm I'm very interested to hear a little bit more about the gameplay of Hogwarts Legacy, like yeah. what that's going to be. I mean, I'm already in. I'm 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 game for it. There's just a few reasons. There's like three reasons why uh-huh. PlayStation Five happened in my life. No, four. 
four games that I was excited about from the beginning. One of which I would like to tell you uh, a little snippet about in case you hadn't heard. Is so it, go ahead and say it. Is it Lego Star Wars? It is not Lego Star Wars. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm hoping that the E3 will give us some more definites from TT Games, giving us some info on that because it's been real vague. I'm almost 100% positive because they're on the list. Okay. For like at least trailer and showcase. And that's the something. big dog for them right now. So that's kind of the only thing they're focusing on. Yeah. Um, Horizon Forbidden West is obviously one of those things. It'd be cool to get an actual release date. So, I don't know if that's. It's it supposed to be a 21 release still, or uh, they push that to 2022. I, I'm not 100% positive about that, but that was one of the things in the news that I was wanting to tell you. Yeah, about. tell me about uh, it. Today, PlayStation announced, Sony announced uh, that they're going to have a new state of play broadcast that will air on uh, May 27th. So it already been passed on this oh, one okay. already yeah. out. So if you're listening to this Thursday. now, you can go check it out. This Thursday, they're going to be doing a 20 minutes uh, state of play, 14 minutes of which is all about Horizon Forbidden West gameplay. Damn. Showing gameplay, talking about the game, maybe release date. I think that they have more stuff and a full trailer that they're showing at E3 as well. Or not at E3, but their event, you know, because yeah. Sony's doing their own thing again like oh, they did okay. last time. But it coincides like either right before or right after yeah. E3, I think. It's one of the days before or after. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other companies that are doing that too. And also on the 27th, um, Sonic the Hedgehog is, or they're doing a Sonic the Hedgehog stream, Sega is. Um, they're supposed to be revealing what they say is, quote, projects, partnerships, and events to celebrate so, celebrate his 30th birthday. Yeah. So I guess they're supposed to have, like, something big on that day, back-to-back kind of a thing. Um, I'm also, I said Hogwarts Legacy already. Mm-hmm. And then Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. So that's, I, but I don't know if we'll get much about Final Fantasy 16. I feel like it's still, for them, it seems like it's not high priority yet or maybe not even high priority that's not fair to say uh we'll tell you square has already said that there is gameplay for it that's there is gonna be gameplay okay and i've seen some snippets from some stuff on there that thing is looking fucking sharp really it's like a classic final fantasy with like that stereotypical high fantasy a little bit that Mm kind of goes on from the older final fantasy standpoint but it's kind of taking on that combat uh from like final fantasy 7 and kingdom hearts it's kind of going down that path which makes me excited because yeah. I I adore that combat yeah. style and they're doing a good job with it. And I think incorporating that with more Final Fantasy titles is just like really, really good too. The turn based is fine as well. Yeah. Speaking also, of, I think we'll probably get some more information on Final Fantasy Seven part two or whatever the fuck they're gonna call it. Potentially. I know that they'll uh, probably showcase more stuff about the integrated because that's coming now in the pipe. Will it already really be out soon. by then though? I don't think so. I think that's like it's it might June be, something. It might, right? it might be that is it June eleventh. Yeah, is, it might be that week. I think Integrate is June 11th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Maybe they'll talk about that. I think they're probably more... Are they really lean on Integrate to, like, like that's the next big thing? That's the next big thing for them outside of Final Fantasy 16. You don't think that... They're I, not going to... I don't think they're going to push towards 7 Part 2 yet. Really? Right away. Yeah. I think that their focal point is going to be more towards... Me, personally, 16. I think it's going to be towards that. I don't think... I don't think the money is going to be there for them, but I think they're going to go that direction. Where honestly. do you think, uh, where do you think kingdom hearts lays in this all? You know, is there, is there a potential for a kingdom hearts announcement? I don't see it happening. I am wondering and probably not, maybe not now, maybe not June, but very soon. So they're, they've been talking about June was supposed to be when they were closing the servers for union cross. Yeah. They've now since extended that. Yeah. But why close those servers except for to do a port of that entire crazy ass thing into regular game consoles. If anything, it's I could big see it enough going and on it's got Switch. story. 
uh, I mean, uh, why not just do it everywhere? Like the you, I, just because I've got I know a switch why not. relationship. I think, I think I think that that seems more like a title that that would they would probably see push that way push toward that way yeah gotcha. i think that that would be what they do and they want anything to... maybe maybe another dlc for three or something like that just to kind of help continue the story I don't know a little what they bit could do over there that would i don't either but i don't see them doing much of anything else honestly i mean they've they've talked about that they've got various projects in the fire already yeah. and well another one that was announced is team ninja um that is works with microsoft yeah. now as well they were bought out by microsoft they're actually making a game called final fantasy origin Really? Um, and it is a PS5 console exclusive. So Team Ninja working with Microsoft, but also they were like, yeah, you can make this for them too. Yeah. Which is cool that, you know, Microsoft and Sony at least have some kind of leniency policy yeah, with them can, to be able to They do can that. work together. Yeah. So it's a PS5 it's console exclusive. Origin no S. Because <laughs> Origins was, was Origins already a thing, right? That was their collections that they did of like yes. one, two, and three this was Final Origin. Fantasy Origins one, yeah. two, and three. Okay. So this is set in the world of the original Final Fantasy that came out in 1987. Uh-huh. So that very like high fantasy classic right. uh, Final Fantasy. This game is actually an action adventure title and said to be very remnant of a Dark Souls like game That's level difficulty. Wow. So it'll be have that kind of like for non-forgiveness whenever you're fighting like yeah. a big boss you I have like to know that. how to do dodges and shit like that <laughs> so i thought it was kind of cool that they're actually taking final fantasy in that kind of a direction with another company and yeah if anybody's Letting gonna do play. it team ninja is a really good team to do it they have a ton of really good action adventure action adventure titles under the belt with like the ninja guidance heavenly sword they've had done tons of different ones that they've put out before well that's interesting that you know square is willing to kind of you know not let go of the reins on something like that you know mm-hmm. maybe we see that with a you know with them wanting to amp up kingdom hearts a little bit more mm-hmm. everything always goes back to kingdom hearts you know um that could we see some other game companies take the reins on a on a project like that <laughs> they, they give kingdom hearts to sony santa monica the people that made god of war and we have a ultra oh my god ultra combat heavy kingdom hearts that turns out that way <laughs> super like detailed too yes like you're like you follow whoever the grittiest character would be like you you play as xehanort like mid middle-aged xehanort yeah like it gets real gritty you're in the middle of the fucking keyblade yes. battle uh, and the only other thing that I'm that I know of in my brain that I'm interested in, yeah, and I don't think I want to throw the dollars at it, but I want to know more about the Sony's uh, PlayStation VR two. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that we see some more of that. I, I now that the tech's out and everything, yeah. and the people have known about it, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't show some kind right. of like a little, hey, here's a little software trailer, maybe not super gameplay footage heavy or anything sure, like yeah. that, but just kind of showing some things about it. I know I'm looking forward to um, they're going to have more on Starfield, which is Bethesda's next uh, next title that's going to be coming down the pike. Uh, Psychonauts 2 will have some more talks on there. Hopefully Nintendo sheds a little bit of light on uh, Breath of the Wild Part 2. I was like, we still have this is the anniversary of this Zelda, is, this right? Is supposed to, this is supposed to be the year. Like it said, everything said it, it was still coming out 2021. And as far as we've known, they've never changed it. So yeah. if they're going to change it, I would see it happening at their like Treehouse event for for e3 and and nintendo is still holding holding strong that they don't have a switch pro yeah they never they super, don't they super switch. definitely don't there's a lot of stuff that came out with that in the news too really? like people that were saying like um i don't have that flagged or anything but yeah. i remember reading about it there are multiple third-party companies that have now said like the port uh that was initially supposed to come out for switch is no longer coming out for switch because it doesn't meet their 
new requirements new requirements for certain console Aha. things but it still says nintendo on there it doesn't say switch on it gotcha. so i'm wondering if they're gonna be like oh i can't put switch pro so let's just put this coming to nintendo but it's not gonna come to the switch because we yeah. can't put it on there it can't run it gotcha but, uh, it has to be something down there yeah also you know obviously final fantasy 16 i'm excited for we talked about but elden ring as well which is the new uh baby from software the dark souls creators merging with uh george rr R. martin He's oh yeah that's writing right. the storyline yeah. for it and stuff so i'm hopeful that we get an actual like full trailer maybe some gameplay and a little bit news on that front yeah i like it shad yes sir i'm so fucking hungry <laughs> <laughs> you should probably get something to eat what do you think i should get or you could just fast like no that would be boring and dumb <laughs> um I'm thinking Chinese food. Where do you think I should get yeah. some Chinese food from? I don't know. Let's ask somebody. Will? It's a great place called New Kahala Chinese Cuisine in what? Carbondale, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's good. Have you? Yeah. What kind of food do they have there, Will? It's Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chinese food. It's all the same. You, get, you want sweet and sour chicken? We got sweet and sour chicken. You want sweet and sour pork? So hot sticky. <laughs> Goddamn Mongrorians! <laughs> oh, that's Nukahala. So, so let's let's get some Nukahala, I yeah, guess. I'm going to order that. Will you make my food? Yes. Sweet. You uh, cook? Yeah, I cook, yeah. You do it all? Yeah, I don't I don't show my dick around, though. So, uh. so don't, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> hey, Shad. Yeah. Um, I had kind of a personal question for you that okay. I wanted to ask. All right. I hope I, you don't mind. I think I'm ready. Um, do you have anything important coming up mm. that involves uh, maybe like something that's not a podcast, maybe something that's like kind of to deal with music, but it doesn't involve me in any way, shape or form. Maybe it involves like a cousin of mine, but an uncle of yours. But, um, you know, anything like that that you have going on? Um, it's not ringing up. Oh, yes. Okay. You, I can't get right. Never heard of them. Yes, uh, it's a band that I'm in with Thomas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we play like... You had nine... that EP that came out um, on Spotify and everywhere that's streaming, right? That's right, uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, Light the Fuse. Light the Fuse. I love it. Thank you. I kind of forgot the name of it, so I'm glad you remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to it a few times. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're into like 90s uh, like acoustic rock, like in the vein of like MTV Unplugged, mm-hmm. like Nirvana. Like Lit. Pearl Jam. I don't remember Lit doing mm-hmm. an MTV Unplugged. I but don't either. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Allison Chains, mm-hmm. that style of thing. Matchbox Twenty. I don't remember that, but I like Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> I knew you. Did. Uh, so we, we Rob could, Thomas, Rob Thomas, uh, Carlos Santana, and we do originals, as you have heard on mm-hmm. the EP. What was the EP's name again? Light the fuse. Yeah, thank you. I almost forgot again. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got some dates coming up. We got some dates locally, obviously uh, around our area. But on May twenty second, we're going to be at J and J Timeout. That's in Heron, Illinois. Ooh. You ever been to J and J Timeout? I have not. What time is that show? Uh, at? That's a nine to midnight show. Damn, that's yeah. late. We're late, boys. I am up that late <laughs> at work, though. Um, on May 29th, yeah. Memorial Day weekend, Ooh. we're going to be at Von Jakob Winery and Brewery. That sounds like an outdoor time. That's an Alto Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the weather, we'll see. If it's nice weather, we'll be outside. If it's that not, we'll evening be time or that afternoon? Uh, that would be a 3 30 to 6 30 show. Nice. Yeah, so that's, that's a nice one. Uh, June 6th, we'll be at the Peach Barn. 
Ooh. Peach Barn's also an Alto Pass. Nice. That uh, is, I think, like three to six, something along those lines. Check the Facebook page for that. That's facebook.com slash can't get right. Wow. Um, and then last but not least, in our little like four-week tour that we're doing, not really a tour, but you know what I'm saying, we'll be at Fuzzy's in Cobden, Illinois uh, on June 12th, and that is a 9 to midnight show. That is perfect. Yeah. Thank you for telling me all that. And I'm, I'm glad you shared that with me. I have one more question. Yes. It might be a little bit more personal. Okay. Could you tell me how it What about consumables, Shad Schubert? We've been consuming. I've been consuming. You want to talk about some joint consumables? Mm, let's toke up a joint consumable right now, if like you would a, like. Like a Star Wars Volume 2 of the 2015 run? 2015, 2017. It's 2015 when it started. Yeah, so that's what we count. Volume by. 2 came out in January 2016, <laughs> titled... Is- showdown on the smuggler's moon so we uh this planet's real fucking pretty <laughs> yes so we uh we we get a lot more of santa solo mm-hmm. in this because that was kind of the cliffhanger right like at the yeah. end of volume one was just like i'm han solo's wife dun, 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 and leia's like what the fuck yeah uh and but they don't say fuck and it cuts off it's like what the fuck and line then you hear yeah that's right that's how it works yep uh so santa solo uh, is essentially like I'm taking Han with me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's my man. I yeah. want my man. I want Snoo Snoo. Remember Snoo Snoo? I do remember from, Snoo from, Snoo. From Futurama. The Amazonians. The Amazonians. Yeah. They're my <laughs> favorite. I still call it Snoo Snoo from time to time. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't, I haven't even thought about it until just now. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's what she reminds me of. She's like, I'm taking my man with yeah. me. Uh, but we find out. And uh, Han's just like, I I'm not married. I'm not you. married to you. I don't know what the fuck she saw. Not doesn't say really that in so many words. But, but it kind of you kind of get the sense that like he doesn't want to admit to Leia that he's married to this person. Right. It's not that he's telling the truth because yeah. he's a liar generally. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so so it's like well I'm gonna believe this new woman more than I am gonna believe Han Solo. Right. Um. To the point where she uh she also is like oh you're Princess Leia you've got a price on your head I'm interested in you as well. Yep. So now you kind of get her motive. Uh, and she even be, what was do you know the name of the smuggler's moon? I forget what it's called. It I has two names. I don't. I remember Narshada, but that's not it. That's, that is not it. It has two names as well. That's where the Luke goes. But the the uh, the smuggler's moon Moss has Iceland. a uh, basically a barrier, like over a real it. thick layer of clouds. Yeah, and it's all like unnavigatable kind of shit. a thing. Yeah. Like you can't see. That's that's why it's the smuggler's moon, because if you navigate and you're crazy enough to yeah. go down there and that's like your kind of quote unquote base for a time being mm-hmm. while you're smuggling, then you know you can imperial hide out from forces imperial. or anything yeah, they exactly. can't pick up anything through radar because it's so thick and impenetrable they can't like detect anything below the surface. Which is interesting how she at one point called down the Imperial and said, Hey, come get him. I've got him. Well, they do say because they're they explained they're, that. they're already so close that she was able to contact oh, them. They're already they kind have. of right above the, basically the crust of it. Yeah. And then you get the the fighters and the bombers. I think there's high bombers there with them and whatnot. Yeah. That are coming down all of a sudden because she's contacted the Empire. And, you know, they're badasses. So they all end up taking out the stormtroopers and everything mm-hmm. anyways. So that's fine. And and Sana's like, shit, I gotta I gotta do something to get the I want my man. I want my solo. I want him. <laughs> I want my solo. So she blows up their fucking Me want Han Snoo Snoo. They're uh they're <laughs> Their uh, Imperial cruiser that they that they hijacked, mm-hmm. she just she fucking blows it up. She's like, well, now you have to fly in my ship. Good luck. Uh, so they do. She takes them with them. Yep. 
And uh, all while that's going on, Luke's on uh, on an adventure, right? Yes. So he's uh, he's going to find. Uh, he he decides he wants to go get. He had just come back from getting uh, Obi Wan's journal. Ben's journal, yeah. Um, and we got a little bit of a story right at the beginning of Volume mm-hmm. Two, just of of Ben, uh, kind of where he had to protect Luke. He, yeah. and, you know, there were people who wanted to, which is really cool because this is a, this is consistent throughout the rest of where I'm at so yeah, far. All through the run, all through the run, yeah. you still get issues that you open up with, and it says from the journals of Obi Wan yes. Kenobi, written in the old uh text and stuff hieroglyphics like that. yeah it looks like uh, like jedi hieroglyphics yeah. and it has like english written above yes. them but then you you get to see these really cool insight and i guess since this is technically like canon i wonder if this is kind of like maybe maybe they'll might the pull, blueprint to maybe pull a little bit of story yeah. from here from 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 some of their stuff maybe some of these the adventures of what you Disney see Plus in the show yeah maybe you just see yeah. a little bit of that dipped in there every now and then absolutely so he He's like Luke gets gets the wild idea that he needs to go because there's not a lot in the journal that he's getting out of it. He's not feeling like he's getting all the all the Jedi vibes out of right. it. So he's like, "Well, I feel like I need to go to Coruscant." And I guess at this point, Coruscant is now a, it's a capital city, but it's also Imperial Rand. Like it's all yeah. you so, can't go through there without being like, "Yeah, everybody knows yeah, you." You'll be accosted, basically, as they say. Um, and so he knows that he needs to find a back door. Mm. way into uh Coruscant. <laughs> so he I'm gonna leave the door open. Uh so he he decides he's gonna go to Narshada, which is kind of a a smuggler, deadbeat bad people uh El Shaddai. Uh, El Shaddai. That's what I think of El every Shaddai. single time I read that. That was the first <laughs> thing that popped in my head was El Shaddai. <laughs> to go there and uh because he wants to go to Jedi Temple. Yeah. Gotta go to he wants to go to Temple. Narshada is such a shitty place. And uh yeah <laughs> And he with so many cool people. Nobody <laughs> wants to fuck with the the Jedi. No, uh, they they just want his lightsaber. Yeah, and we find a a very uh, buff hut that uh, a buff Gracchus. hut, a buff hut, like a buffet. Yeah, but a buff hut. I believe I spoiled Gracchus last time. You did. I apologize. It's okay. But now it is time for buff hut. <laughs> yeah, and so all you can eat buff hut. <laughs> what I what I found in this volume and i don't know how if it continues i can't remember yeah because i stopped shortly after this i'm getting pretty close to where i stopped mm-hmm. i think i read the first year so 12 issue 12 probably would be sure where i would trail off this is all the way through to issue eight or nine or i'm 10, not sure something around there um so i don't i don't really know when or what happens later on but i feel like we get into my only complaint if i have any complaint is that we get into some areas of slight disbelief when it comes to star wars canon yeah uh one of those things that being, progresses even more so further on down it? the road okay. as well with certain things little superhero-y yeah. and it just is a little odd to me uh which but, it ends up coming out like really cool if okay. you're willing to be like because like i think that the force unleashed is absolutely amazing yeah but that is like the most superhero-y version of a star wars story that you could possibly get because the amount of force power that Starkiller yeah. has is astronomical. But the we stupid don't, shit that he's able to pull off. The thing off. is, we don't know about Starkiller before that. Right. The I'm things just saying, that like, Luke tries to pull off in yeah. here doesn't fall in line with what we know about Luke in Empire. Sure. Like, he still feels very lost in Empire. Yeah. But this dude jumped like the fucking Incredible Hulk uh, at a certain point in this book yeah. to go get a guy that was on a jetpack with his lightsaber. Right. And I was like... and the, I think the, his must have, like, 
it was literally like he didn't know he could do that kind of a thing. Like he probably he probably should have said that. Like dialogue should have said something. Maybe like, like that. I, he was surprised that he yeah, was like he was just literally a full on leap of faith, and he's so you know imbued with the force that yeah. it was just like of course you can Raw do this force you know what power I mean? yeah. and he's just kind of like they probably should have had a panel where he was just like what the fuck i yeah. can do this right you know but they didn't do that, that so that was, was a little weird but yeah but nonetheless he so he goes on these antics luke does of like somebody steals my lightsaber and i gotta go get him until he meets gak gracchus gracchus yeah. um who was like Hey, I collect Jedi things, and you're a Jedi, so I'm gonna collect you. Yeah, for a little bit, which I was like, that's awesome. Like, but it's really to... cool seeing everything like that. He like he full He's on got a has every... room. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you just stepped into the Jedi Temple yeah. on Coruscant. Like it's like there's holocrons, there's fucking everything all around. Yeah, and, and he's wearing a giant necklace of lightsabers. Light that he has collected over the years. I so badly wanted at one point in time for Luke, since he's got mm-hmm. wild force powers, to ignite all of the lightsabers at, at one point. Just cut them and open. And just like slice his head <laughs> off. I was like, That'd how so cool. fucking awesome would that be? Uh, but I don't know why. For, but I like where your head was going. <laughs> but my mind was, I thought you were going to say, I wanted so badly for there to be like a miniature necklace that looks like that, that I could wear. <laughs> I want a, a I want little mini necklace. lightsaber necklace. It looks like lightsaber, a little baby lightsabers <laughs> hanging off of it. That too. I mean, yeah. we can put that on our, Why not? on our little online store. Killing Gracchus. The and then, you know, maybe That's put right. that on there. Yeah. IFNZ.com. That's right. Um, but yeah, so it's decided that... You know, Luke is gonna kind of do what's that called? Where they put him in the ring, kind of uh, like an arena Roman gladiator, gladiator type yes. of fighting. Yeah. He's gonna go a gladiator fight against some some potential big monster. So yeah. that's all being set up while Han and Leia and Sana are Sana, Sana, Sana. We'll call her Sana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like calling her Sana. Sana. There's no, I know I like. She's very comforting with mm-hmm. Sana. Um, she's like stepping into a warm bath. They leave the planet because there's they've gotten rid of all the Imperials around it. And uh, and it's figured out that uh, she's finally confessed that she didn't actually marry Han yeah. Solo yeah. at a certain point, uh, which I thought was funny. She's like, I don't know. I can't remember. They they got married in blah, 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 whatever that place is. But it almost seems like a a Vegas type situation with like the way yeah, that they like make the it whole sound, thing was just like but it was an heist. entire heist smuggling yeah. ring type of a thing. And that was their quote unquote tr- distraction. It was like, a, it was the ocean 11 to whoever. Yes. And they were just both part of exactly. the group doing it. But we find out that she's not looking for solo because she went snoo snoo. She's looking for solo because he fucked her over and took her share after they did the heist. Yes, sir. And <laughs> but Leia has promised that she will compensate her. And I get a I get a feeling, I get a, a Santa vibe. We'll go Sana. I like Sana. I like a, I get a Sana vibe. I get a Sana vibe. Do you think they make those Sana that, vibes? Uh yeah. You take them with you in there? Absolutely. Mm. Uh that we are that she's pulling Sana in potentially just like Han was. That mm-hmm. he was once a, a a smuggler and a and a thief and a ruffian uh-huh. That was just looking to collect a quick buck and now joined the rebellion. And it was revealed to Sana that not only has Leia got a price on her head. So if she wants to to cash in on Leia, she's going to have to cash in on Han, too, because he now is a rebel and has a price. Yeah. On her and she's like, oh, what? Uh, my man. Uh, mm-hmm. But so you think she's going to loop? Get, I'm getting Sana, Sana vibes that like Sana vibes into the old rebellion yeah no i think it's gonna happen there's no writings on the wall no way that is painted on a giant wall the big question is is 
and you don't you may not know this or maybe you do by now because I, I you you've read further than i have at this point mm-hmm. 50 something issues total on this run if i'm not mistaken i'm not positive um and we know that there isn't a sauna it's not solo she reveals her last name mm-hmm. uh in empire strikes back it's eros something like that oh is it yeah i thought there was an s that was a double s i don't remember but maybe i'm wrong Ceratos. serotonin Ceratos. uh but she's not around in that movie so does she go on a new mission does she die what happens with this character staros staros yeah yeah and it was close to that i forgot the t uh uh so what happens with this character? It seems pretty obvious that she's going to exist. But we also know that even if we're not even fully paying attention, Dr. Afra was introduced in this same timeline mm-hmm. and does cross over, I know for sure, uh, because I, th- I think that's where I stopped reading. It was probably around the crossover. Um, and Dr. Afra exists after Empire. Right. Because there's a new this series. Real quick. I've never had any Dr. Afra in my life until now. And she's pretty cool. <laughs> Dr. Afra is awesome. You got to read Darth. Or you've read Darth Vader, right? You read the 2015 Darth Vader? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I didn't read far enough into it to where she's okay. there yet. I don't that's, think. That's the even better Dr. Afra. Yeah. I know she has her own spinoff stuff too, right? Doesn't she does. She? But Vader's where she's introduced. Yeah. That's the beginning of it all. And right. that's. That's where you really get to like, I like this character. Yeah. She seems really cool. <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, so we find, so Han, Leia, uh, and and uh, Sana are on their way to find Luke. They need yes. to find Luke. Um, and we also know that the rebellion is like, somebody's got to help Luke. And they're like, fuck Luke. He uh, he went to Narshada and we can't go find him. Yeah. So we can't stop a rebellion for one person. Yeah. We got even Jedi though we saved a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to save him. So and you got to be crazy to go to Narshada. And who's crazy enough? Well, Chewie and C-3PO. Well, Chewie and he volunteers C-3PO yeah. to, uh, to go save them. So we've got two different rescue missions on mm-hmm. the way to get to Luke. Whilst he is in the middle of a giant battle with a creature we've never seen before with mm-hmm metal body parts and yeah i was under the assumption it was going to be like a rancor but I this thought thing it was is too. like fucking uh rancor metal hybrid but like way fucking bigger wild yes it is nutso looking and uh and so everything comes crashing down does he take down does does luke take down the monster by himself pre them showing up or is that all i cannot remember how it all happens. I just know that there's a part in this that really becomes uh, not my favorite part either, which is everybody gets a lightsaber. Yeah, it's very like everything's very reminiscent of Attack of the Clones. Yeah, seen in the in the exact same yeah, situation it's where you're it's in, in a kind of, in an arena yeah. type situation, but it's not Jedi that have lightsabers, which right. is. I mean, they didn't even. Well, they, put, they, they, I mean, they explain what happens and the reason why it happens yeah. and everything like that. It's like an ion blast or something goes off electronics are yeah wiped out basically they can't use blasters or anything like that yes. at all anymore oh because the uh because garara <laughs> gracchus gracchus <laughs> gracchus is uh his his side hand guy is a double agent for the empire yeah and he the, calls uh, in the imperial troops game master yes the game master who yeah. uh is you kind of find out his real name eventually no yeah you road. do like right at the tail end this. of the of this yeah. volume you even do uh, but he says something which I thought was cool. Uh, they're part of a gr- he's part of a group that's called Vader's Fist, uh-huh. and I was like, I don't remember that before. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so he's a double agent calls in and you think that he's calling in the Imperials to get Luke and say, yeah. Hey, if you want to get him now's the time. And that's what he's kind of vague, but we find out that he's calling in for them to get Guerrara. Um, <laughs> Ghirardelli. <laughs> <laughs> grandma. <laughs> it's going to get grandma hut. Um, and, and take him down. And that's where yeah. all that starts from. And yeah, that's where they, they shoot the, the bomb or yeah. whatever, the ion thingy. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite parts of that entire segment, and I tried to I Chewbacca think I, I tried, double wielding lightsabers. That's pretty cool. But <laughs> one of my favorite parts was um, whenever Gracchus comes down and he's yes. got the metal legs and he says to uh, to Han and, and all of them, because yeah. they're all like kind of staring him down. He's like, the thing you have to know about Gracchus's arena is this creature is not the most dangerous thing is Gracchus is. And he's fucking ripped. He's got these robot legs kind of carrying him around. And then he starts fighting. Yes. <laughs> and I was just like, holy shit, a hut fighting like this is the first time we've ever seen anything yeah. like that, really. <laughs> well, and he even says, like, I'm not like the rest of my yeah. my descendants or my family or whatever. He's not a total shitbag. Yeah. I mean, he is, but not like that. Yeah, like, he's like, not a I'm, lazy still, dude. I'm still a, a, a gangster, yeah. but I'm... I'm fucking swole, bro. <laughs> I'm swole, bro. Uh, so they obviously uh, escape uh, from... Which mountain? From the escape from which mountain? All of our our rebel they escape, friends. Uh, they escape Giradelli from from El Shaddai. They get out of there, and then uh, kind of the tail end is yes. Uh, are the game master uh, reporting to Vader? Yeah. Um, that they got the holocron. That Luke got the holocrons open. Yeah. Uh, that we we've got some information. And then he finally knows the name. Yes, because at that point in time, Vader didn't know Luke's name. God, I, don't I feel believe. like we've been trying to. I felt like he. Well, they knew his Skywalker, right? Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't know, know Luke. He didn't know Luke and didn't know like more information about right. him, kind of a thing. Just more and more, but but so it's it's kind of at this point all but confirmed that yeah. Vader knows that. Oh, that's my kid. Yeah, that's my that's my boy, my boy Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll find out in Volume Three. Volume three. What happens next? I that I don't remember the title of or the date because doesn't, I didn't look it doesn't up. Matter. We're not ready for it yet. So you know what I am ready to tell you about real quick. Tell me about it. I beat Resident Evil Village. Did you really? I beat it. Was it a short game or you just really got into it for a while? Uh, both. Okay. But I mean, there's a ton of stuff to kind of go back scary? on to. Uh, segments. Yes. Did very you much so. Lose any of your facilities. What do you mean by that? Did I, th- I piss my pants? I think that's what they say. Is that what that means? I think that is. Okay. Faculties? My faculties. That's is it. it. Faculties? It's faculties. But yeah. I thought those were people who worked at school. Of that a faculty? Yeah, the faculty. The faculty. Yeah, that I mean that is people that work at school too. I think Remember that's how good the faculty is that movie? That's a great movie. So good. Elijah Wood. Yes. Is there? Yes. Other people? I can't remember off the top of my head yeah. are there? Um aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, film Nikita. anyways go ahead sorry there are segments of this game that actually like literally did make me jump scare and that's something typically that typically doesn't happen in a resident evil game they do have jump scare moments but not like not like a full-on atmosphere core game Mm -hmm. so um everything's broken up into multiple segments based on the the I guess regions quote unquote master that you're kind of going after. And then there's one central person. That's, that's the master of everything. Yeah. Um, so the whole premise of the game is that you're trying to rescue your daughter Rose as the main character from resident evil seven, Ethan winters. Um, Oh yes. Yeah. I remember you telling me that Yeah, Rose has special abilities based off of the fact that 
she is, I guess, partially molded as well, kind of like what Mia happened, got happened that mold to her, on her in Resident Evil 7. Yeah, she got that mode. Um, so she's uh, she's been kidnapped by this woman that we only know as Mother Miranda um, and taken to this village um, where she kind of reigns domain over all of these people. And her children, quote unquote, yeah, is kind of hard to difficult, are the ones that rule the region. So everything is kind of segmented, like I said before, I think, when mm-hmm. I was talking about this. They all get in a different, different part of the game. Yeah, right? and it all has a different feel to it. I mean, the combat and stuff is essentially the same, but it all has a different feel like, to it. And kind of modeled after like Universal Monsters. Certain, a little bit. In, in a certain way, okay. but, but way more fucked up. It's yeah. really fucked up. So you have uh, the main first area that you go to, which is Castle Dimitro, and that's where you find the lady, the, the vampire, vampire that we've yeah. been seeing in all the promotional art and stuff like that. Um, you go through there. The next uh, area is this house called House Benito. That house is definitive. Like, if you play through Resident Evil uh, 8, to me anyway, that house is, like, one of the most, if not the most standout portion of the entire game. It nice. is awesome. You go up to this place. It's very beautiful, very scenic. Um, has like a waterfall in the background of it. Nowhere near the same height or anything like like Castle Dimitra, but it's it's very much so. Uh, just uh, it just looks like a really nice big cottage kind of mm-hmm. a thing almost. And you go in there, and this is the lady that is a like the quote unquote they call her like a doll maker. She's the lady that is all dressed in black. She has puppets that she controls and stuff like that. You go inside the house, and then you find out that you it has like a sub basement area. And whenever you go down to this basement area, it kind of the lights flicker and stuff like that. And then once you get into this room, all of your weapons and everything that you have are taken away from you. And then it's purely just based off of like puzzle solving, kind of, and just horror, straight up atmospheric horror, jump scares, different things like that. Not that it's all atmospheric horror because there is <laughs> namely at least one gigantic creature that's down there that is fucking terrifying and horrifying like it it is disgusting and really gross to look at but it is really really awesome the way that it was it's like playing um what silent hills would have ended up being like the pt type of thing and it takes that kind of a direction with it and i didn't see this really coming you know from a game like this you know i mean even with Resident Evil 7, right. we had segments that were you know kind of scary and stuff like that, but you've always had really kind of a weapon to kind of help protect you for the most part with the exception of like the very, very beginning of the game. But this takes everything away from you. You're just kind of forced to do whatever you need I to like do to that. get away from it. And it's really, really cool. And um, the third area is, uh, is the merman type area. Um, just weird, freakishly, mostly just about the creatures being kind of blobby and disgusting and stuff like that so if you're not a fan of looking at aquatic life and some of the grosser side of things of aquatic life it probably would turn you off really fast Um, more of like a gross factor of things and then the last region is uh the guy that created the quote-unquote lichens the werewolf characters that you see prevalent throughout the entire village Uh um and his name's heisenberg and he's kind of it's hard to describe he's like a monster Magneto because uh-huh. his power is to manipulate. He has powers to manipulate metal like Magneto kind uh-huh. of. Um, so he's kind of like that type of a thing. I see. But yeah, it all has this really cool culmination of story. I don't want to give away anything yeah. too much because it is just fresh, fresh out and whatnot. Yeah. Um, the ending of the story is really good. Um, 
also incredibly sad, but it is really, really cool. Setting up a nine, I would assume? Uh, to a certain extent, I could see certain avenues that it could go down to set up a nine. Yeah. Um, but not in the way that I was thinking it was going to happen, really. Okay. They had had a few different twists that I was just like, oh, okay, at the end of it. And then it just got like really cool and sad all at the same time. And then really <laughs> awesome at the end. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I, uh, I finished a couple of, uh, TV series that actually finished, finished. They, uh, Roseanne couple of, no, uh, I mean, Roseanne, I guess is done technically, but the, uh, <laughs> the joking. Connors is still kicking. Yeah. Um, no, um, American God season three, it's been canceled. This yep. was the final season of it all. Um, and I finally got around to finishing it. It's been finished for a month or a month and a half, two or so. Um, and I'm, it seems as though in the news, you know, Neil Gaiman and, and company has said that they're shopping it around to finish it. Uh, this is, sadly, though, is by far, uh, my. this is my favorite part of the story. So are you familiar with American Gods? I've never read okay. all of it. I've read I've read the first few chapters worth of it, but okay. then I just kind of taped off. And so American Gods is split up into three main, I guess, books, if you call. It. But I don't think they're they don't say book one, book two, book three. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, but this season three was centered around uh the the second book. Uh, they took a long time, I think, to get to this point, which is maybe what kind of hurt them a little bit. Sure. You know, book one took two seasons and then book three took or book two took one season. Right. To do it. And uh, but this is the if you follow the comic series. So the comics, they did a comic book adaptation. Right. And they did three different volumes of it. One is blah, blah, blah. Second one's called My Ansel. And then the third one's something else. I don't know. But my Ansel is my favorite one. Essentially, our main character, Shadow, uh, who we know by this point, spoilers, is the son of Odin. Okay. Um, and uh, Or Mr. Wednesday, as he's called in here. That's is that um, what's Ian McShane's, Ian McShane's yeah, character? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the first book and season one, season two are all kind of centered around Shadow and Mr. Wednesday working together. Mr. Wednesday hires him. And they kind of go through these adventures or whatever. And you kind of get Shadow learning about the world of the old gods. Mm -hmm. And really kind of getting into whether he believes it or not. And there's a crescendo with old gods fighting new gods a little bit. It's kind of just a pre mm -hmm. kind of fight. Um, My Ansel, the, the, the second book in the third season, is all kind of on Shadow's story. is about him... Uh, uh, Odin slash Mr. Wednesday puts him in kind of this uh, this undercover uh, under the radar, I guess not undercover under the radar, little small town in like Wisconsin uh, or Milwaukee or something along or I guess Milwaukee's in Wisconsin. I'm dumb. Uh, <laughs> like in, in Wisconsin or Minnesota was what I was trying to say. Gotcha. Uh, somewhere in there. Um, and they just he has him go stay in this town. But there's uh, like this killing spree that goes on mm -hmm. and it's like a weird killing spree though it's like once a year somebody dies was this season the season three is that the one does this have crispin glover in it at some point in crispin time? glover has been in the whole series he has been yeah. okay i didn't know i yeah. saw clips something i he's think Mr. it was world from, he's one of the new gods okay i saw clips from i guess it would have i think it is from the third season okay. or something yeah. of him in there and stuff like that and i was just like that looks fucking cool. <laughs> I, I love Crispin Glover, though, yeah. too, anyways. 
Uh, so that story is my favorite. It is because yeah. like in the middle of this weird, like elder worldly, like crazy God story, there becomes this like murder mystery yeah. in a small town. And then like, there's all this like God shit that, that Odin's still dealing with that. Mr. Wednesday's still dealing with. Right. And you kind of run two stories side by side through the main, the book. Um, and that's like my favorite of it all, uh, because it ends in such a cool way. But uh, that was what season three was, and I was so excited because they actually did all of season three was that story, right? And it, it kind of ends with with a big kind of what's going to happen next, um, and it it's going to happen with nothing's going to happen next. If you if it shopped around, in what place do you think would make a decent home for something like that? I don't know. I mean, stars now, right? It or is was stars. stars now. I yeah, guess, it was rather. stars. Um, I could see Amazon picking it up pretty yeah. easily. Um, who's got, uh, I mean, Netflix has got a relationship with Neil now with Sandman. Sure. Um, and him being a showrunner there. Uh, but Amazon have other properties from him that's came over to there from like Lucifer coming over. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, and that's not that Lucifer property is, uh, is a, a different it's, I mean, it's Lucifer, his Lucifer he created, but it's but based on the person. comic book series yeah. that he didn't write. Uh, but yeah, kind of in the same world yeah. still. Uh, but I mean, the uh good omens on on amazon that's a yeah. neil gaiman so amazon does have a history with him as well and he actually show ran good omens cool so there's a potential for still never watched it yeah that would be i would that's awesome yeah uh so i would i would i would say amazon would be my first bet if Probably. i were to guess on there cool uh but yeah it was so good they just that i could but season three is also where you could tell why it got canceled i felt like the wheels fell off of it a little bit the story was not as linear as the book is like the book. You kind of feel like, you know, okay, I'm on a, the first, that first book or the first section of it is a road trip. It's all road trip across middle America and everything. And then it kind of halts in, in the second story, but it just felt like they really uh, expanded on other characters. Laura moon, which is shadows wife who dies and then gets brought back, blah, 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 blah. They really expand on Laura's character, which is really good. Cool, but it loses a little bit of luster, and like there's almost too many main characters going on. Okay, and then Billquist, one of the gods, uh, she really gets a giant story throughout that doesn't exist in the book either, hmm. and so you kind of get a little lost in. It, and I yeah. can see why they ended up canceling that. It, it lacked a little bit of focus, I guess, sure. on that. And I watched DuckTales season three. Yeah. Which also ended. I, I've been watching DuckTales season three, but I finally watched specifically Does the it grand have finale. Any kind of like a big culmination or anything oh, like yeah. that. Hour and a half season finale. Really? Yes. For DuckTales? Yes. That's crazy big. It is so good. Um, there's, I, and this isn't spoiling anything. Did Uncle Scrooge die? No. Uh, <laughs> but if I remember right, and you'll, re, you'll probably recall as well, uh, this show, the series, season one, episode one, Webby's introduced, not yes. introduced, but introduced to the family. Yeah. Webby's been a character throughout all of things, right? Like she's not new. To, she's not new, new. But season one, episode one, hello, Webby, kind of a thing to this version of the Dumb right. Um This entire show has been about Webby. Yeah. I mean, that's it comes down to it. Hour and a half spent on Webby. Like it is, it is a Webby bookend, this entire, and so well like so awesomely done yeah um and because there's been a lot of question about webby wants to know about her parents and why her grandma's the one who takes care of her and all yeah. of this stuff and it's it's really cool it's mm -hmm. a really cool uh ending to it and uh 
what did I write about it? I'll I know you. those people have done that team that's been working on it has done such a good job at taking something that was so memorable from our childhood. Yeah. And turning it up on its head and making it have a really good, awesome storyline. Yeah. It was awesome getting to finally like be and meet like Huey, Dewey and Louie's like a parent at least. You yeah. Know, seeing the mom yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. She's an amazing character. Adela's really cool. Yeah. Absolutely. So I just like, I think it's really cool that way they've deep dived into so much stuff and made a really good lore to and, something that didn't have, I mean, it has lore, but not like this. Yeah. And Donald Duck's real voice is Don Cheadle. Yeah. And, it's like, mm-hmm. and I mean, you get things like you get to check in with, uh, with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kit, uh, from DuckTales, or from, uh, not DuckTales, so we're watching DuckTales. Yeah. Uh, from, uh, Tailspin. Uh, the kid like blue oh, and little kit. kit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kit's an adult at one point in time in this season. Oh, and uh, and we get and uh, the girl I can't remember her name. Uh, that's in. So we we kind of get to the touch base. Travel pilot, yeah, or travel agency. Well, chick. the the daughter, her daughter. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, they they all know each other. Went to school with Della. That's cool. Um, and kind of ties into there. Uh, we, we get, get to see, see Dark Rescue Wing Rangers again. Well Darkwing's in it a lot. Yeah. Um. And um. So yeah, it's just everybody gets to kind of play all the Disney afternoon. There were gummy bears in it at one point in time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. They kind of they pull in everybody. There's a certain spot in the season finale where the anybody you could probably think of is in there, including a giant gargoyles reference. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> like there's a there's a a horse with a Scrooge McDuck statue head on top of it uh-huh. for a head uh, that walks upright. That is with uh, like with Gizmo Duck uh-huh. uh, throughout like the show. And at one point in time, uh, he gets reversed, I think, and his body becomes stone and his head becomes Scrooge, uh-huh. like a, a real Scrooge. And then he pops the head off or he loses the head. And he pushes out another one. He's a stone horse at this point. And he's like, I live again. And like pops out. And like, <laughs> That's awesome. And then like busts through. Yeah. So there's some pretty good gargoyles references in there as well. But uh, yeah, it's if you're not watching DuckTales, I think we've, we've blown it a lot over the years. But uh, it's it's real good. And that season finale. Now you've got it all in a nice cap and it's all on Disney Plus. Yeah. Commercial free. Commercial free. Disney for- Plus. This is a commercial for Disney Plus. This entire episode free. has been an, an ad for Disney Plus. <laughs> if you're not on Disney Plus, go to DisneyPlus.com slash uh, sign in. Sign in <laughs> and sign up. Yeah. I'm sure they have some kind of like a, a free trial and there's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we got? Mandalorian. We've got DuckTales. Yeah. We've got all of your classics on there as well. Gargoyles is on there. There's Escape a new Mighty Ducks Witch TV Mountain's series on, on right there. Yeah, and it's got Lauren Graham in it. I haven't checked it out yet. And Emilio Estevez. Absolutely. He's only second to Lauren Graham. I know. I don't know who Lauren Graham is, but... Oh, she was in Gilmore Girls. Oh, okay. I feel New Zealand. Did you know that Gilmore was their last name? I feel New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Who? Did Gilmore is their last name?
Gilmore Girls? Yeah. Yeah, I've watched it. Did you know that, that was her last name? Yes. I did. Rory I, Gilmore? I thought it was like the town or something. No, this town's yeah. name is like Stark's Hollow. They're like Gilmore Girls. It's a it's a hollow. They like run an inn called the Dragonfly Inn. Like when we were kids, we were the Ducoin Boys. No, <laughs> nobody was ever the Ducoin Boys. 